This is a homebrew podcast. This is Liaman's Tiny Chat, the podcast about the podcast. Our heroes are gathered around the campfire, enjoying a brief respite from the darkness and talking about their experiences from the week. Let's listen in. Welcome back to the homebrew, everybody. Uh, we didn't really have anything going on uh, at the end of episode 50 there, so we thought it would just be the perfect time to do a little 2022 uh, New Year's special Lehman's Tiny Chat right here on the feed for everyone to enjoy. So, yeah, 50 episodes, guys. How's it, how's it feel? Does it feel like it's Welcome been... finally. A long time, or does it feel like it's gone by fast? Both, really? Right. Yeah, I was just about to say that, but it's like yeah. both the blink of an eye, and it feels like an eternity ago that we started. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I've been part of the homebrew for like fucking forever, but then like fifty episodes, really? We put out fucking fifty episodes of this bullshit. People like this. What's going on? <laughs> Exactly. It's it's crazy because our episode, like we we promise an hour, but I mean in reality we have quite a few episodes that go almost two hours, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. So I mean we're talking probably about two hundred hours of content out, which is nuts to me. Yeah, and people just devour it, devour it's, it. It's you, crazy. You guys telling us how much you devour it? I feel like we can't keep up. I feel That's like this saying. pressure to like put more out. <laughs> It's they're great like, oh, though. Start. They they like jump in our Discord. They're like, "Hey man, just started." Two days later, like, "All done." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Did you sleep, sir?" <laughs> so yeah, I, in speaking of Discord segue, Paul Blart Mallcap, let's. Uh, I got some questions from everybody for you guys, uh, and I'll, I'm just gonna go through. Uh, I actually got a perfect number of questions. I got twenty fucking questions. How, what are the odds? What are the odds of that? Yeah, let's play twenty questions. Yeah, we love uh, yeah. we love our Drum stuff roll. there. Um, and thank you, everyone who you know left a comment or asked a question. Well, I guess we probably should have had some drinks or something. But I'm sure it's the beginning of the night, which is when I everyone is. I have good. an energy drink. I good. Started my drink. Good. But I am drinking. It's D and D time. I, I I didn't take an edible because uh, I was like, <laughs> we're gonna play later, and I was like, don't want to like be too chill. You know, be like, yeah, whatever, closer. <laughs> I took a shot of Robitussin because I've been sick for like eight years. Oh, hell yeah. Hey. Robo trip. I went to work at four. So like I got home, took a nap, and then I ate like, I think a literally a pound of red meat right before I came down here. And then I got a rain energy drink. I feel like I'm living my healthiest life. You know what I mean? Dude, oh, TJ, Jesus. this feels like it wasn't this life. Like it feels like a lifetime ago. But TJ and I actually at one point were sponsored by an energy drink. That's very true. Fun fact. I've complete that just triggered that memory for me. What was that called? Lion's Head Energy. Lion's Head Energy. Is that still a thing? I don't I, don't I know that that brand is like a thing. I don't think it's energy drinks anymore. Dude, I've like looked I, it up before. We had so many cases of that. I mean, we were living in an apartment with like way too many people there and we had a corner that was just a stack of cases of this. They sent us cases. Yeah, they sent us cases of it. That was nuts. I forgot that. Yeah. It's Lions before I head. developed a taste for energy drinks, too. I was very young. And, like, energy drinks were still fairly – like, Red Bull was kind of, like, the only, like, 
the like the energy drink still you know what i mean so like i hadn't mm. developed a good taste for energy drinks so i thought they were fucking gross <laughs> and i didn't drink we all thought they were gross they were gross but we just like oh, eventually yeah <laughs> so maybe that's it yeah maybe they just we just gross. like over time we're like you know what <laughs> it's better than tap water that's true that's very true what a weird memory um okay qu- roaring lion maybe roaring lion uh, I was just they were in like a blue can with like a gold with like a gold lion head on like a blue can. Yeah, yeah that was like a fun, just a fun backstory to TJ and I was like, <laughs> yeah, we were we, sponsored by an energy drink once. We've <laughs> been somewhere in like the C and D list of things. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Oh my god. That's it. <laughs> Cody found Burn it. Lion. I I saw that, but it wasn't named right. right. Yep, oh That's my it. goodness. It's the only yeah. one I could find that was an energy drink and not a beer. Yeah. Mm, maybe they got into brewing, which makes sense yeah. because you'd need some type of alcohol to mask how terribly that tasted. <laughs> yeah, they were so. I just remember them being so bad. I I Actually, I apologize. Whoever chose to sponsor us before, if you're listening, we'd love to have you. Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not picky. We'll drink it. So this is a fun question. Is there any side chat going on in text? Do you feel like not having the table talk on a virtual table takes away from the experience? So I will say that one thing, because um, we've been playing virtually even without the podcast for a very long time now. Right. Yeah. Um, and I used to have this uh, conundrum of like, I hated certain aspects of virtual because I felt like it took away from the table, like the, yeah. the feeling of the table. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I will say, though, is specifically with the whole table talk thing, um, you get a lot less meta breaking experiences without all of the table talk. So like with the push mm-hmm. to like get it done. A lot of things happen in the moment in character, and there's not a lot of discussion before or after sometimes on what's happening. So you kind of have to roll with like how you feel in the moment, how you're reacting to what someone's saying and doing, because we don't want to like break character in the middle of recording to do it. So I really like that part. I feel like you get more authentic moments sometimes. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there's definitely a level of like, camaraderie we sometimes lose out on like that you really come to the table for in the first place sometimes like we'll be like busy and like okay we need to start recording we need to start playing we need to get through these stories and things like that and then you don't really talk much before or after and get like that real uh decompression of like non D &D. I guess I don't know how to explain. Yeah, that, that's what Liamman's tiny chat is for, you know. Yeah, that's exactly. It's true. That's for us to like kind of debrief and be like, okay, what the fuck's going on? No, right. I also so, table talk in the chat bar. There's a little bit where I, I'll, I'll, I'll say weird things off to the side that yeah, doesn't yeah. make it into the episode. Pippin it's not very conversational. Like, it's more like commentary. Yeah, yeah. They're, little, they're dick jokes, y'all. We just they, put little dick jokes. Basically, <laughs> they are on the equi- They are in that groupiness. You, yeah, you probably yeah. think that we're like very professional, and our like chat, our private chat and Discord is like all this. Like, oh yeah, we need to build this, and it's literally just the crudest. Like us trying, like making jokes about how Grant doesn't know about the disgusting thing we just referenced in. <laughs> thing. Like, I wonder what he's gonna find out about this sex <laughs> thing we just said so in the episode. Good. <laughs> oh man that's always my favorite thing after you've like introduced me to a new term i'm like <laughs> how much do i want to build an image of this contextually versus how much do i want to go find out what i'm missing oh man for was me the start of that grundle himself i didn't know grundle was a sex <laughs> joke until oh, fucking yesterday well i mean i wouldn't even say it's a sex joke it's just an anatomy 
I went to look for a name for another NPC, and so I googled Grundle <laughs> because um, the that other name I gave you, Cody. Yeah, that's that's a that I thought. D- did you not get that? Because that's a joke. I, that about must your have joke. went over my head. Yeah, that's a joke about your joke. So oh, I just got that yesterday. Stacking on nice. here. I I love playing tabletops in person, yeah. and I love playing tabletops virtually. It's it's very binary for me. When I play in person, it drains my battery. When I play virtually, it charges my battery. Like I I love both of them. It's just like yeah, my just the way I am socially. Like I have to like get ready, and then I have to do it, and then I have to rest afterwards. <laughs> but like when I'm playing virtually, it's like exactly like the type of like energy I need to like do other things. So it's it's very different for me. But I love them both almost equally. Right. What's the uh, what's the next question? The next question is, how are you guys doing? Good. Are we doing? That's literally the question. How are you wow. guys doing in real life? In real life. Oh, Listener okay. wants to know a little bit more about you guys. I spend all of my time outside of this getting fucking jacked right now. And that's just mm. the truth. Nice. I I train six days a week in the gym. He I'm does trying to get big. look good. I'm, I can corroborate that. <laughs> Which is pretty good. I feel great. What are you up to, Austin? Uh, I, given that it's it's the holiday season, I just got done doing a bunch of grading. I am a professor IRL. Um, and so I got all that done. Saw some family doing, doing lots of rock climbing, trying not to pull my back out. <laughs> but overall, doing pretty good. Doing Making pretty lots good. Lots of delicious food. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Cody. Yo. How you doing? I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Um, my life has changed a lot over the last 50 episodes. Probably, <laughs> possibly the, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, a lot. I mean, probably the most dramatic change. Yeah, I was going to say possibly yeah. the most dramatically, because I used to just, you know, work in a factory, and now I'm uh, editor and creative producer and stuff. I'm working on some projects that are coming into fruition next year. It's like kind of crazy to think of, but yeah, you know, I'm doing great. I love it. It's like amazing. Uh, I love all the fans. It's great to jump in discord and talk to everybody. It's like, you know, I, I, I haven't met anybody I haven't liked yet. It's crazy. You know, the internet can be a scary place. And I thought for sure. Uh, That's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm doing great. Hey, Pippin. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just getting through the holiday season. It's been pretty fun. Uh, actually about to just go house it as my younger brother has his first kid. Ooh. Watch his dogs. That's actually going on right now. <laughs> they just went to the hospital. So. Jeez. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, nice. well, so maybe. Who knows? Is that going to be, is that your first nephew, niece? Uh, this will be my first niece. Nice. Oh, Uncle Pippin. Uncle Pippin. Uncle <laughs> Pippin. Oh, Uncle Pippins. I almost said Pippin. Uncle Pippin. <laughs> make it weird, Austin. God, no. <laughs> um, I'm doing good, too, if anyone was curious. Well, well, we can all ask you right now. Grant, how are you doing? How I'm you doing, doing good. Anyway? Yeah, I, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. Um, I know everyone has said this probably more times than everyone is willing to hear, but it was it wasn't a great couple years, you know what I mean? Like uh 
the podcast was really one of the things that I can say was a good part of my life um, trying to go through. COVID hit me really hard. Not that I didn't get COVID, but my day job was hit so hard. I mean, like 80% of my business was tourism, travel, hospitality. Like it was bad. And I was scared I was going to have to go back like to work for a little bit there. And like, this was a really shiny, the, the podcast was just really great for me and it's led to other things and being able to, I've started a marketing podcast and I'm really looking to getting into publishing this next year. I've got other stuff going on and um, it's good and things are getting back to normal. And I pivoted, right? That's what everyone did. We pivoted. Uh, I got, I, I pivoted like 17 times. I'm really sick of pivoting. I don't want to pivot anymore, <laughs> but uh, it's good. It's good. I'm excited. Knock on wood. I don't want to say 2022 is going to be my year. I'm never going to say that phrase again, but uh, I have high hopes for next year and the next five years. So I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not quite to great. Ask me again in a year. We'll see if I'm great. Next question. This one's for you, Cody. Okay. Um, when are we going to see more of Carl's AI child? I mean, hopefully never. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to pull that thread at all? Uh-uh. You're not going to pull the, that thread at all? You're not going to... You, you're just I, done with that? Let bygones I'm be I'm sure it'll come back to find me. I don't... I Carl like no to be proactive to about it. it. What? Yeah, I was about to say, Carl has no desire to... Uh, I would like to be proactive it. about it, but I feel like our last encounter was pretty black and white. It was like, it wants to use my brain to take over the universe. I, I feel like it must be stopped. Mm. But, I mean, I do feel responsible... So you're saying you're going to kill your child. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like I'm going to have to. Hard growing out with like a parental figure, Carl. Maybe it just needs some guidance. Maybe. I mean, I I tried to offer it a, a spot in my head and it was like, oh, I'm just going to use your brain. <laughs> uh, I don't. We'll see. We'll see. I'm open it's, to it, but. It's the official answer is who knows. Okay, guys, if you could play as one NPC, who would it be? Oh, it's a good question. Hmm. Fucking Agatha. I want to know. I was actually just thinking of her. Uh, (laughs) I would. She seemed like such a cool fucking NPC. And I just like, oh, I really wish I I got to see her kind of play out this kind of, I don't know, badass. You know, like, I got to protect my little brother fucking... Mm. bounty hunter chick would have been totally cool ah they took her from us too soon (laughs) they grant (laughs) grant was like hey i don't know what you guys want me to do i rolled a dice i didn't even announce that i rolled a dice but she's definitely dead (laughs) yep she's She's super dead super dead she died super harsh oh man okay we got an agatha who else we got hmm see i have two two do you want to be Frankie, our coked-up energy drink uh, detective, Gum, gumshoe, oh, gumshoe yeah. detective. That the gumshoe I was gonna say noir, like uh, yeah, yeah she's, she's one of my favorites for sure. Or I would want to play as the naked, greased-up camera guy. <laughs> oh man, that I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good choice. Oh yeah, Frankie's Frankie's pretty cool. I'm glad Frankie's dope. I'm glad she's stuck. The camera guy, just because nobody would know what to do. (laughs) All right, who would you play, Oliver, TJ, Tyrell? So 
I have two as well. Um, I would have liked to play uh, Captain Solomon before his 30th birthday or before what he uh, allegedly said was his 30th birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> and but really, the real answer is I would play probably any of the grung we have met. Mm. I, I I actually when we lost um, spoiler alert, when we lost uh, <laughs> Tevian, um one of our ideas for how I was going to replace Tevian was to pick um, one of the grung and have the grung one of the grung have come with the group before we yeah before we did magic amnesia with Billy Boom that could have been fun but yeah I, I think one of the grung boys would have been hilarious to play that's my that's my answer to you if I was playing in this yeah. world someone was DMing it I would 100% be I, I love the I don't even know how it happened, even though I did it. But like, I don't really know how it happened. But like the business casual, like grung, like kind of casually taking over the world. It's like I don't know, capitalist I love Romans. <laughs> oh yeah, I I love it, and I loved the whole fish versus frog story. I like really loved that. I, that's what I I would do a grung too if I was playing in this world. Yeah, low key, they're like my favorite thing that we've like encountered as far as races and stuff go. That leaves you, Cody. Um. I like doing fun voices, so I'd probably like to be any of the uh, Terrans. So, like, what was it? Like, Philip and Terry or whatever? And like, I, uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> oh, Terrence. yeah, the, uh, these but guys. I like to eat belly bites, too. I'm <laughs> running the bar across the street from Bart's. It's called Bratz. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an adult club. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. I like that one. You got yeah, a like good brat. But no, like I would probably okay. be him or um if it has to be an established NPC that already like I I'd love I'd love to play Zephyr, but I feel like it would get confused with Nivets. Be like it's my not Nivets gnome voice. Dude, hmm. I would love to play alongside you as Zephyr. <laughs> Just like bantering like that. Hmm. What do you think, right. Zephyr? Really, I don't know. Zephyr. I think we'll have to invent something for it. How about a, a pinwheel that changes the direction of the wind into the sails? Yeah, I, I remember. Like uh, Zephyr had such a short moment. I had zero patience. Like I already have zero patience <laughs> for. Like I already like can barely stand Nivets half the time. So I'm like, nope, not doing a second one of these guys. Fuck that. Cody's like, I really like Zephyr. Zephyr was a really cool NPC. <laughs> I was like, no, fuck that guy. As much of a, a, a soft boy as Alduin is, I, I'm pretty sure he would, like, fucking, like, point-blank Zephyr. <laughs> like, be like, hey, well, guys, I, I, I loaded your gun with gummy bullets so you wouldn't starve. <laughs> Just club him to death with the back end of the gun. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. I, there was such a visceral reaction to Zephyr that caught me off guard. Like I thought you guys were gonna have fun with him, and you were just not. Yeah, like it, it had been a stressful few episodes. I think <laughs> me and or Austin something. were not. We were not in the mood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked it. It was very. It was just very visceral, and I was like, okay, all right. Just like, you think this is a fucking game? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was so I am funny. gonna order some gummy bullets from Zephyr now. God. And Zephyr's Zaldwin's gonna have to deal with that. But Zephyr did give us Zaldwin pay the man. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's one of our great moments. Yeah. All right. Next question is do any of the crew feel like the show has impacted them in real life? Yes. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We we get to chat with all of you beautiful people. That would be something that wouldn't have happened right. had we not like turned this into a show. Um like seeing fan art fucking made me lose my mind. Oh right? my god. Whenever yeah. somebody like does a little thing and they're just like, look, I I, I think one of the first fucking pieces of like legit fan art we got was of Zaldwin and I was just like, Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> The times oh, where yeah. people have been like, dude, you're like a celebrity <laughs> to people. Like uh, when we met one of our guys, we do the, the watch, like we watch movies. He was like, dude, you're, you guys are like idols. You guys are celebrities. And they've actually met real celebrities. And it's like, you think we're celebrities? That's amazing. And then the other night, Cody was talking to somebody and they're like, oh, I'm geeking out, man. You guys are celebrities to me. I love it. Yeah, I just I can't handle it. It's like, yeah. Seeing people fall in love movie. with like characters that I and the group have created um, was one of the, like it changed how it changed how I wanted to play D and D, which was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I've been playing D and D for ever. I feel like now. And um, it just like, it changed my whole outlook on character building. It, it changed my outlook on how I just look at D and D in general. And like, I never expected people to like connect so much with what we were doing and that was super humbling and really just like fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. and it makes me want to do it more. It makes me want to make more characters that people can fall in love with. It makes me want to give people more um, experiences as much as I can. Mine is like, maybe sounds a little emo, but like it really helped me realize that I'm not like a complete piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know how else to say it just because of like the way i talk and like i know i'm hyperbolic but like yeah. i feel like everything i do in my life i'm good at like i'm good at organizing things i'm good at money and i'm good at like getting actually talented people to do things and it's just felt like my life for so long and it's like i need to be good at something i need to be good at something i need to be good at something or like at least like good enough that i don't that i have like a desire to do it and like the the homebrew for me is just podcasting is perfect for me because I have trouble in like social situations and I like don't finish a lot of the things I start and I'm not like a great writer, but I have like a lot of like good ideas. So like podcasting is just that perfect amount of like I have help. There are people writing this with me. I am not responsible for every twist and turn that this takes. I'm not responsible for every character. And like it's just the perfect amount of like it's just, I, I don't know. It's just like this grant shaped hole in the universe. And I feel like I can just plug into it and I'm not like perfect by any means at it. I just feel good about doing it. And it's like, yeah. I needed something in my life that like, I was like, I'm, I'm okay at that. I, I can do that functionally. I can, I, I don't need to hire someone to do that for me. Like I can just do that. And that was really a confidence booster for me, which, um, I hear my wife laughing that I need a confidence boost, but I do. I really do. <laughs> I just <laughs> Well, I think it's in the realm of creativity. Like at 20 years almost that me and Grant have been friends and we used to create I mean the way we met was by being artists. We were musicians together when we first met and uh, I feel like after we stopped playing music, I feel like I didn't for for me as your friend, I feel I don't think I've seen you do like a creative thing that you loved. Yeah, like sense like it's you put yourself into like business into the things that like you other things you like, but you never I, I don't think you ever came full circle back to something creative that you truly enjoyed. And 
for me, that was something really cool to see. It's like you get excited about being creative. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it really has impacted me. And I'm like, this is, I don't know, this makes all of the half-written novels and failed storylines and coding classes not feel as like a po- skeletons in my closet. Because I can do this <laughs> and it's perfect for me. Hell yeah. Man, you guys bring up a lot of great points. It's like outside of the professional stuff, like, you know, going from factory to professional, the editing, the podcast and such. Um, it really has changed the way I play D&D. Like if you look at Carl and you look at Grundle, I think you'll see a vast difference in character design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not just in the way they look, but the way they act and their voices and the mechanics. And like the whole thing just became like I thought about it way differently I was between Carl's inception and Grundle's inception. And then like. I can't tell you how many hours I put into reading about builds and stuff like that. And I used to just feel like that was like, well, you know, it's just a hobby. It's like, you know, people would tell me, why you waste all that time playing Dungeons and Dragons? It's just a waste of time. And now I'm like, (laughs) no, actually, it wasn't. It's like a huge, I was doing research my whole life. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Getting ready. (laughs) Build it up to this moment. Well, awesome. So I guess, yes, we do feel like it's impacted our life. So this question's for you, Austin. Yeah. This listener would like to hear more about Zaldwin's life on the Oasis. So I know we've talked about it kind of like from a chunk of lore, but like what what did Zel do? What was life like? Like, where'd you come from? So when I was thinking about introducing a a character into this this brutal world that Grant was just kind of like, hey, it's going to be space. It's going to be chaos uh lots of death <laughs> expect to die you know so on and so forth um i was just like you know what it's like almost too easy to make like just gritty backstory no offense oliver but just I like hard into that one fucking you know like <laughs> brutal world all right let, let's go pain olympics let's go yeah. like trauma trauma to the 100 <laughs> and i was just like what if somebody's like completely detached from any of that And so, like, I had the conception of, you know, someone who has kind of been lost to the moment. And, like, fucking the Oasis is paradise, you know? Like, not to be confused with the the ship paradise that we've been playing in, but, like, (laughs) it's wonderful. Like, society works there. There's no money. You know, like, you do things because you want to do things, um, you know, and because it's exciting, because it's adventure. You know, and and Zaldun was like a little bit of a, a scrapper, like would go out on these like little shuttles and just like, you know, bring supplies back to the ship um, very lightly. And then just like did some fucking pizza delivery, hung out on the like artificial beach, you know, probably did some surfing, did some flirting, did some tinkering. And it's like, <laughs> that's the life, right? And I wanted him to be so not necessarily innocent. But, like, just not understand why there needed to be brutality and why, you know, like, the world had to be the way that it is in a way that, like, a character like Oliver just understands the world to be. Oh, yeah. And like, no, this is the reality that what what you lived in was bullshit fantasy kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think in that, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm answering too much here, but, like, no, fucking TJ and I... Makes oh, the such my aunt, complimentary <laughs> characters all the time. And I think that shows in the podcast. But like Zaldwin just like 
was living the life. He loves his parents. Both his parents are alive. Um, Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) A D and D first, ladies and gentlemen. Probably had a couple girlfriends, maybe boyfriends. I don't fucking know. Like I haven't thought that far (laughs) into it, but like probably had some romantic partners. Um, Definitely. But like that was probably the biggest heartache. Was like, oh no. they don't like my favorite TV show, so, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, surfing, beaches, sushi, it's wonderful. Yeah, life on the oasis. You definitely what? dated before. I mean, you can't just be like, come into the, the uh, whatever the ship is that we were just on. But oh, the paradise. With paradise. Uh, yeah, and pull that line like, as you wish. You know, with the name <laughs> stuff, without having prior experience, Zaldwin, you know, he he's dated before. <laughs> I, I, ask my partner. That's all Austin. <laughs> Please, uh, you know, maybe that was a little, uh, ugh, little uh, meta of me to, to exactly. play Austin right on the show. The question is: Is it so corny that it's romantic, or is it so romantic that it's corny? At that point. Does it really matter the difference, Grant? (laughs) I love this next question. Uh, If you could change one thing about your characters, what would you change? Mm. Mm. I would have uh, Bill Oliver as a barbarian. um, Mm. If I knew the items that I was going to get beforehand um, and beat Grundle to the punch with the barbarian build, because it would make Oliver a lot stronger. Like I need need more power, right? That's what he needs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that's the only thing i love everything about him um but like build wise he's great but um i i think stacking fighter abilities on top of a barbarian build would have been nasty i would have taken the the the, the knowledge of whether nivets is a real nivets away from grant's decision and made it my own <laughs> hmm. haven't totally figured that out yet happy everybody hey man you leave me I leave know. holes in your I backstory. Asked, they belong to me. You asked what I would change, and that's what I would change. I would want to know. <laughs> For the that's fair. I would have made the decision. I wouldn't have given Grant so much freedom. That's I fair. Given the power. I think in the most recent few episodes, like Zaldwin's lost a little bit of his convictions. Mm. I feel like I need to steer the boat back towards his identity as an individual, away from like his identity as the group. Because, like, especially in the simulation thus far, uh, he's been very much like, whatever you guys are doing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be there for it. Because, like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. And like, has lost a lot of his like convictions about like, you know, like honor and morals. In this yeah, I can see that. You, you so. usually have to be the 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 friction. Yeah. Um, I had assumed that that was just because none of it was real yeah yeah and you gotta like we really need that now because um especially with crundle and oliver being out and about together uh yeah. without without anybody else to like bring that down there's no moral compass there i mean that's going that's gonna go south real yeah. quick nivitz is gonna start field stripping corpses for rations as long as they're not gnomes you guys are gonna like eat nivitz yeah like well nivitz you are the smallest <laughs> <laughs> How many gnomes have we fought? 
That's an interesting. I guess I can't talk about what? that. Your yeah, your all's uh, your all's take on the simulation was very interesting to me, and I hope to dive into it more. Like twenty something knows they were all nibbits. But... Oh, that weren't you. <laughs> That's not the. Qu- that was not Those the. That were not you. I don't think <laughs> met a gnome that wasn't fucking nibbits. Or if I had to change something effort. about my character, is like uh, originally Carl was supposed to be a little bit wackier. Mm. But somehow I fell into the straight man role. Sure. Yeah. I feel like it comes through every now and again, like when we're, you know, talking about blowing up nukes or whatever. But, uh, you know, maybe I could have laid that on a little thicker. Sure. But I felt like it was already pretty, uh, pretty wacky. We needed Carl to be a little bit grounded. That's that's a fair statement. Yeah. Oliver's super wacky, you know. Well, yeah. well I don't, in a different way. Yeah, maybe wacky is <laughs> not the word, but like punchy, <laughs> punchy, off center. Yeah, uh, off. Everyone is off center, and Carl's kind of like right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Which is perfect for like a radio host. Like you think about some of the crazy podcasts out there. Like the host is always True. very. True. You know, he never says anything. A neutral party that would get him in trouble. That he just kind of floats ideas and uh, whenever i i will say whenever i think of the homebrew for some reason i picture carl uh, specifically <laughs> austin's depiction of carl yeah i agree it's always that. the first image that pops into my head i i didn't even fucking like realize this until halfway like like through this fucking you know 50 episodes but like the fact that carl had a mohawk was completely my invention yeah or something like that like i was just like oh yeah of course carl's got a mohawk and i just drew carl's original description was that he's 16 years old kind of short he wears black shorts like red shoes a blue sweater blue hoodie sweater has like a jordy laforge visor and green hair that was it and then like (laughs) next thing i know i see this picture i'm like that's a lot of okay but yeah that's exactly that's great (laughs) It's a lot of like, custom decisions, but I like it. I have a follow-up question, and this is actually from me, Austin, but I feel like it kind of dives into, you've had a couple questions about Zaldwell, and there is, a, there is a question here that's kind of in that realm about, you know, why does Zaldwin have such a heart of gold, right? Mm-hmm. I want to ask that question for our listener. Why does Zaldwin have such a heart of gold? And also, why of of all the times you have Zaldwin has felt like not belonging, like out of his element, like uh, the the process of you going into the simulation and then all the way through the simulation, you just kind of commented on it that it was a little off. Like, was that you? Was that Zaldwin? Why was he so hesitant to go in? Why were you so out of your element there? Like, why was that what was so weird for Zaldwin of all the things that you've been up against? So I I think it was a little bit me of a player just being like, I don't want to be like thrown into this, the great unknown, you know, like I, I, I'm the kind of person that likes to, to look before I leap and with the, the simulations, you just can't. And that, that kind of played out through Zaldwin, Mm. but then also like this kind of like weird hesitancy where everybody in the current, you know, like out crew is just like, yeah, let's do it. Fucking gung-ho. Jump in. And, uh, like, I think there needs to be just a little bit of balance to that to just try mm-hmm. to fucking keep people alive. <laughs> and given the state in which we <laughs> have found ourselves, you know, 
probably a little more caution. Because <laughs> uh, we've gotten the shit kicked out of us in this fucking simulation. It has not been easy. Um, but I think that as far as lore reasons, like the body is really important to Zaldwin. Like taking care of one's body, taking care of the bodies of others. And it was something that I kind of built into the lore of the Oasis too. Like, you know, when people die, I mean, we talked about this in the first arc. When people die, we take them to the food forest on the Oasis and we bury them and then they become food to sustain the rest of the culture. So like the idea that like I'm in my body, but I'm not in my body and like I've lost all kind of orientation, um, I think was something really important to kind of like consider in Zaldwin's feelings in, in mm. those moments. And like has a heart of gold because he's he's the soft Labrador fucking retriever man. You know, <laughs> like he, he like it's I really tried to build Zaldwin from a, a point where like this isn't a facade. This isn't like, you know, I don't have some hidden super deep dark secret, right? But like I'm just he honestly loves people. <laughs> Again, trying to contrast the world in a microcosm. Yeah. Yeah, I like Excellent. the idea of it. I like the idea of um, when I think of Zaldwin and Oliver especially, I always think of Oliver as the universe as it is, and Zaldwin is the universe as it could be. Yeah. And I am the universe. Yeah. That is excellent insight, uh, Zaldwin. Thank you. Um, what does that make, Grundle? Grundle is chaos incarnate. The space between the <laughs> genitals and the asshole of the universe. <laughs> um, so, if you could take something you learned from your experience with this podcast so far and tell yourself at the beginning, what would it be? What have you learned that you wish you knew? I guess would be how I'd phrase it. Aside from a bunch of tips to make things sound better. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, probably to to just loosen up. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like you're I not really gonna like was... everything. Mm-hmm. Learn yeah, to roll. that's Learn a, that's to roll a good tip it. too. Yep. Not Don't let it get everything that's gonna happen. Don't let it get to you. Loosen up. Hmm. Yeah, patience. Patience. More, more patience. It's a long. It's a longer trudge than you first anticipate. Well, I mean, I never anticipated it to come this, you know what I mean? Like, so like, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Right. I mean, like I always, when I think of the, my I'm start in the yourself. podcast, I'm just like, man, I just was like, yeah, I just wanted to play D and D. Right. Right. But yeah. No, yeah. I like what Cody said. Loosening up. Um, just like roll, uh, roll with certain roll with things. It. Cause like, um, a lot podcast, of our best moments have been improv. Yeah. And the podcast is so much play. Like as we try to keep, the podcast as like real play as we possibly can that was like a huge that was a huge point of like when i when we came in together i that was one of the first things i said is i i want it to be a real play podcast i don't want it to be scripted i don't want us to like cut so much out that like it seems like episodic yeah but like in that it there's certain aspects of like regular play that you can like get in your head about and it can kind of affect how you react in game for certain recordings and like there's a couple moments that i wish like i think uh the simulation is i had a lot of feelings going into the simulation and they're like if i could change like 
how my character acted throughout the entire campaign, I would change a couple moments in the simulation with Oliver. Um, cause I don't think they represented my character well, but like I got in my head about, you know, all things outside of the game, like me looking in at Oliver and all the stuff that was going on. And I got too like, I should have just like loosened up and like, it's fine. Like let's, it doesn't all have to be exactly as it's supposed to be in my head. In mm. the game. That's good stuff. What'd you learn Pippin? Outside of like the plane and stuff. The things I would have brought would have been like uh, either double down, like try to get us to continue doing our side projects like uh, Tails. I, I, I've always wanted us to just keep going with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like either not have started as many of them or make sure we kept following through on all of our different side things. Because just looking at them now, it's like I see people wanting more of that. And it's like, yeah, I wish we would have just done like it's a double-edged sword right like we threw too much shit at the wall and also at the same time some of that shit was really good ideas and exactly when we had to pull back it's like crap some of this actually is really good but we overcommitted and now yeah i i hear about 12 crowns every goddamn day (laughs) i i i personally loved i was like ready for 12 crowns I think as the, all the I think your players were ready for twelve crowns. It was it was just not a great time yet for it. I was gonna say it's one of those things where when Grant told us why he wanted to pull back on it, I like couldn't argue because it was like a very good point. Like he made a very like he was like, "This is why I don't want to do it." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Well, yeah. I mean, I hear you. I still want to play it though. <laughs> play it. <laughs> yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is great. More and the other it. thing. Is I would have tried to talk TJ into not sticking to like 40k streaming, just yeah. made it like a, a homebrew stream, just fun games with the guys. Yeah, I agree with that too. Well, those would be my big changes because I think that could have had a lot of potential just been a fun yeah. with the guys. Austin, I mean, I agree with all of those things. Uh, as a less like serious note, uh, if any observant listeners listen back to fucking uh hidden discarded episode zero or something i had zaldoin's voice all wrong like he wasn't cool alien bug like i tried doing this thing where i like literally (laughs) shoved my fingers in my mouth and i was like oh don't worry guys it's me i'm a big bug man and it was just like oh my god it was so bad it was terrible (laughs) like fucking finding finding zaldoin's voice also thinking that, like, it's interesting what we carry into the future. And I thought, like, a Southern accent, you know, is so, like, ubiquitous in in some ways. And then, like, incredibly strange and niche in, in other. Or, or just, like, Southern culture or, like, cowboy culture being, like, this thing that kind of, like, bleeds over in weird ways. Um, I always think is is really interesting. Like, seeing, you know, like, oh, here's this, like japanese pro wrestler that has like a cowboy get up you know like mm-hmm. that's really really interesting to me um yeah or like i don't know just like the idea of like hearing somebody talk about peach cobbler on a planet that like has never grown a peach is just so interesting i don't know it just <laughs> came, kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> i feel like i could talk I, I feel like i could literally do a two-hour episode where i just talked about all the things i've learned i oh and yeah. I, I, no joke, I'm probably like reflective to a fucking fault and reflect myself in circles sometimes. But I, I the one I do want to say is 
And I think this is something I would like want to not just have learned, but I'd like to teach, which if you, if I can give any advice to anyone out there, the homebrew succeeded vastly when we were having fun and it stuttered when we kind of like, this is some serious behind the scenes shit that maybe you shouldn't know. And you're not going to believe this, but we were, we were maybe a little annoyed with each other in like August, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and we, like, came, we came to a really uh, hard point for a, a month or so there. Yeah, yeah and it and I and I it really did. It was crazy to go back and look and like our 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 literal growth and our downloads and just the quality of our episodes went down with the fun level. And then when we like rededicated to like we need to have fun and we like each was- other was meteoric i mean it was literally going to the pope like we a crit chain (laughs) and all that stuff happened like as we came back together and it was some of our best i think it was probably three of our best episodes we've ever recorded were in that span of realigning Mm -hmm. and that's just what i I wish i could go back even further to like 18 year old grant and tell him this but like i I don't know It, it is if you're doing something creative and you're doing something that is self-motivated and you're doing something that doesn't need to like, I don't know. I, I don't, I guess I don't even know the right words to say. It's just, you gotta remember why you started doing things and you have to have fun. And like, if you're not having fun, then it's not going to be as good. And it was crazy to see that in the homebrew. There was just a, a little bit, and I hate, I hate sharing this with the fans, but I do it. I Motivational guys. There was just a little bit there when I was like, I have to go record the homebrew. And that's not the feeling. Now yeah, I'm like, oh, make- I get to go report, record the homebrew. Yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, just, just have fun. And if you're not having fun, figure out why you're not having fun and fix it or whatever. I don't know. Have Just, just have the conversations. It's a game. It needs to be fun. It's a story. It's creative. It's all these things. And that's why I like lose sight of the game part of it because it is important to me. And I do take it seriously. But the fun is important. And that was a big lesson for me like the the thing that you love and that you 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 should do every day probably shouldn't be the same thing that makes you throw up in a gas station parking lot you know (laughs) yeah right exactly (laughs) exactly yeah um yeah that's mine have fun that's you know don't not everything you do has to be fun but if you're doing something by choice to have fun and it's not fun stop doing it or fix it yeah yeah okay so next question uh do your characters reflect you as players in real life at all? Well, I mean, they kind of have to because I play them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, like I said, like Carl, he became a straight man because, I mean, in real life, I'm kind of a in-between straight guy, a straight man like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like kind of uh, accommodating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like... You know, Grundle even gets to be accommodating sometimes. And it's like, that is not supposed to be. Like, I don't know how that happens. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Can't tell you oh, how yeah. many times I wanted to cut those fucking kobolds' heads off. And then I was just like, no, they're supposed to be our friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. The, the, the very last part of episode 50. Uh, nope, never. Not going to do it. That was Grundle. And then... Two seconds later, he said Cody the safe word. Through. That was Cody. <laughs> that was 100% Cody. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with Cody that. Cody is water. Flow through him. You know what I mean? He is not going to yeah. make waves. He's not going to be a problem. He is. That's yeah. funny because that was the tipping point, too. Like, Zaldwin did it because Grundle did it. 
<laughs> I did like, it because Mr. I, Goy did it. I honestly, I honestly, everything in me, and I like, I'm one of those people I refuse to be meta. Like, whatever my group mates decide, I'm going to act on whatever they've done. So, like, I won't, like, like we said, we do actual place. I, I didn't go, like, into type, like, Cody, don't fucking do it. Like, but, like, yeah. I'm, everything in me wanted to say because I was like, Grundle wouldn't. Grundle wouldn't. Grundle's not. And I want to see what happens if Grundle does not. But then, yeah, but like, then Grendel decides to, and it's like, okay, this is what, this is what, this is the road. This is where we're going. This is how it's going to go down. Yeah. Mr. Oh, oh, it was like, Mr. Goy counted his way out. He thought it was done. So he did it. He was just like, let's just go home, boys. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I did it because I felt like, well, I mean, everyone else is doing it. I guess I got to do it. <laughs> I, I think that, like, I am definitely somewhere between. Zaldwin and Mordecai like I'm the 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 tender parts of Zaldwin and I am the absolute disgusting parts of Mordecai like (laughs) (laughs) um which is like sometimes hard to play because I really gotta like amp up the like kind of innocence of Zaldwin for for a lot of reasons you know because like it's just who Zaldwin is whereas like Mordecai I, I have to like tap into 16 year old edgelord austin you know fucking wearing trip pants and my afi t-shirt you know fucking eyeliner and shit and um you know like kind of becoming those people to like an extreme yeah it's for me uh i'm a foodie i like food so that's where nivets gets that i'm I'm eating all this food through nivets so it's 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 awesome human centipede they both share my dark sense of humor they they share my dark sense of humor oh yeah the, the the sarcastic witticism like only halfway there is definitely uh pippin in real life 100 yeah. of the time a lot of the mr goy comments i'm like that's just something pippin would just say yeah, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of the stuff i would say just doesn't make it in there I'm like, no, that's not what Mr. Goy would say. <laughs> it's too far-fetched. It's yeah. too out there. Gotta hold it back. <laughs> for me, um, so I have a tie for everyone who's played with me for a long time. I definitely have a trope uh, that I play into for a lot of my characters um, whenever I play. Um, but Oliver, specifically, I put like, I had a rough time growing up. And I put just about every ounce of my childhood trauma into Oliver <laughs> and was just like, we're running super grim dark. I'm going to put all of it into Ollie and see how it plays out. And it has definitely been one of my favorite characters I've ever played in my life. But um, it's hard sometimes because it is it is a lot of a lot of like my attitude will come out of Oliver sometimes. And then I even sit back and I'm like, oof. I don't like that. Yeah. You look at yourself in the mirror sometimes. Right. And it's, it's hard to look at it. So it's like, <laughs> I'll make decisions and I'll hear it in recording. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's me. And I'm cringing. Cause I'm like, ah, that was, yeah. Ugh. Made me feel icky. That. But yeah, no. Yeah. A lot of Oliver, a lot of me and Oliver for sure. Excellent. Uh, that brings us to, I believe Grant's mentioned the expanse as inspiration before. Are there any other science fiction that Homebrew gets its inspiration from? So that's a question for me. Yeah. I, I, expanse is had a huge impact on me from um, kind of like a character development standpoint. 
I started watching The Expanse after the homebrew, so it's not a huge impact on the actual story. It's, it's, I would say, I'll answer this question by telling you a little bit about, about myself rather than like, because it, it's hard to really answer the question as it stands. I am a, I consume media like no one else. I cannot do one thing at a time. It's impossible for me. I have, I watch probably one or two seasons of something on Netflix every week. I am at all points in time, unless I'm like with my family, I have music or TV or movies going. I play a ton of video games. I am a alt tabber. I, I, I will play when I, I will be working all day. I'll play 10 minutes of a game, work 15 minutes, play 10 minutes of a game, work 15 minutes. Like it's just, so it's, it's hard to point to a single source of inspiration because I just consume so much of it that I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't really, I would say it, I, I wanted it to be pulp fiction. I wanted it to be dystopian. I wanted to really challenge big ideas and big thoughts. And I wanted any anything that a character really believed, I wanted to just hammer it as much as I could. The overall, you know, theme of the campaign as i described it to the player it was it's supposed to be sisyphean is that a word or did i just make it up but i i meant it to be very i wanted to see what happened in a world where nothing mattered i know that sounds weird but like i wanted to see what these players did and what they got married to and tied to when ultimately you could make the argument that nothing they're doing matters right i know it's a little dark but like that's that's the idea and what's that? I mean, that's that's mythology. That's that's a uh, Greek mythology. And um, yeah, there's your non-answer to that question. I don't really know how to answer it. <laughs> oh, and the other the other thing I will say, um, little thought experiment was what would climate change be like in the world of D and D? That is like that's what the darkness is. That's my take on like what would it be like? I feel like if we had elves on Earth and we were cooking our planet. That would be such a more present problem to an elf who's going to live 700 years than to a human. And I'm like, okay, let's blow that up. Let's put that on a massive scale. What would happen if there was something like that? You know what I mean? Uh, that was that was that idea. So yeah, your favorite podcast is just another climate change allegory. You're welcome. <laughs> Ruin that for you. Uh, do you have any regrets is the next question. I'm, I'm assuming specifically yeah. to the podcast. We don't have to get too deep. <laughs> that was about 21 years old. I have one true regret in this game, the truest of regrets, and there's a shirt made for it. So, <laughs> Rip. Yeah. Debbie, missed you. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I almost wish that I, in some ways, like, it had been Mordecai. You know, like, I that, that whole situation... Mm. Yeah, not because I I don't love what Mordecai has become, but a little bit because I don't know like where Mordecai's going, um, as, as like a character, as a personality, and stuff like that. Like so, so th- there's in part that, and then there's also like I ran up to the dude to like pull the trigger, and you know like if the the satellite laser took Mordecai out i was like 100% fine with that and then you had to you had to gamble and lose and uh, you know I, Tevian ended up dying i i would have really loved to see, I, I mean i love billy but like i really would have loved to see Tevian kind of grow 
as a character. Yeah, I put I put almost as much work into Tevian as I did into Oliver, and I was really excited for Tevian. I love Billy. Um, I think he's a cool idea, but I really Billy was just like a you know I snapped him together in a week and kind of just like tossed him in as a replacement. Mm-hmm. And um, I've really felt like I've never been able to get off the ground with him as like a as like an identity, and it's like I've struggled with that. And every time I have a hard like moment where Billy doesn't feel right to me, I'm like, well, if I was Tevian, this would have been easy. <laughs> and, I was like, and that that's yeah so i always have that twang of regret that like man people and people i really like what tevi was in like three episodes and people still like every time they get to those episodes like i really love that Tevian guy and then you find out you know then you're like hey, well sorry man that's like why the coffin dance is an emo in our discord server <laughs> yeah right yeah that's the thing so i i feel like that could have been a real big fan favorite and it was a favorite for me too so man regards yep. you got any regrets pippin there were some moments that i wish i was more active in like at the end of sessions like uh one of the why can't i think of what they're called the waypoints that the, the, the things mm-hmm. that i was just like sleepy and i just like what zoned out of the episode like we met the one spirit you're gonna live how you want to live you're gonna die how you, you know that that whole thing i mm-hmm. wish i would have been you know more active and there for that. Sure. Yeah. There's there's a few things, but not like big things so far. I wish I would have just actually grabbed a Billy Boom with the black tentacles and often. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I've liked most of the stuff I've done so far. Got any regrets, Cody? You know, I really can't think of one, like anything major. Mm-hmm. Um, not even saying nachos. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, except for this There's very that. recent episode that I do kind of regret that. Um, <laughs> sometimes I think all the way back to the beginning, and I really kind of regret not trying to convince Agatha to leave to her demise. <sighs> like, yes. it wouldn't, I feel like it wouldn't have been that hard if I would have just tried. But we didn't, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was like, well, Mike, Carl doesn't care. If she's, she's not a member of our crew anyway, you know what I mean? Like, she's just our guide. If she thinks she can handle it. But now, like, looking back, I'm like, sometimes I think I really should have tried harder mm. to like a couple of people that died like that, even like, uh, yeah, her brother. Um, yeah. Like there was I, nothing. I, like, he just died. He yeah. No the, a couple of times I felt like we could have, like, I don't know if, if Kellen was a knee jerk reaction to that. <laughs> Gotta save Kellen. We lost someone. <laughs> You're coming with us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we've made jokes about the, like, flying orphanage for a while, but it's just like, yeah, the 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 stun of losing Agatha and Franklin as, like, interesting characters that we want to get to know and have these, like, full fleshed out lives just, like, mm-hmm. stripped from us so immediately. It's just like, okay, you're my friend now. Come climb in my pocket. Yeah. We're leaving. If we all die, <laughs> we all die together. Like, I think I don't that's even... part of like just you know that was probably this is probably my first time really seriously DMing for you, right, Cody? Yeah. So I think that's just I'm not going to make you do anything, and and I I don't if I'm playing the way I want to play, I'm not going to give you hints. I'm not going to like push. So like if you let something right go, even if I wish that you hadn't, then you let it go, and I have to let it go, and that's 
I don't know. It's just the way it goes for me. Is that all the regret? Did everyone have a regret? Yeah. I suppose I know that now. And it, looking back on it, I feel like there's a couple of times when if I would have pushed harder in different ways, I could have could have done something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now I know. My, um, I have a few little things I wish I would have played differently, for sure. Um, I would say as far as like an actual regret, though, this might piss you off, Austin, but I actually regret letting Mordecai have a second lease on life. I feel like that yeah. was a mistake on my part. Not, I, I'm not saying that. I, I love Mordecai. I love that he's kind of like a second staple to kind of like the weird fourth wall grundle energy. Like, I love mm-hmm. that. And I love yeah. having him around. I love his vibe. I love his look. And I, I hear you on like not being sure where you want to take him. But like, when I really think about like just the mechanics of that and maybe just the, maybe the feeling of like the stakes lowering a little bit, I think is what. I, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I, I do regret making that decision. Yeah, I, I think, like, in the moments, I was just like, oh, come on, he's dying in such a, like, you know, like, it seemed like such a, a tiny mistake because I was just like, okay, I'm at full health right now. I don't need to drink this, like, rapid regen potion that everybody's downing. Mm-hmm. And then, like... I it, it maneuvered my characters around because like these things weren't attacking us. These v- vampire spawn weren't attacking us. And then like we did something that made them very upset. Uh, and I just got swarmed and I got swallowed and it just felt like I kind of like, well, you know, this kind of sucks uh, kind of situation. But like, I, I do definitely feel that, you know, like at, from a DM standpoint, you don't want to make like, plot armor or anything and we had talked about it a lot like okay what happens to adia you know adia seemed like such an important part mm-hmm. of the thing what happens to that you know and i don't know yeah and that was kind of my half measure was mordecai is dying but mordecai is not dying and then that just now that now in hindsight i'm like i feel like i lowered the stakes a little bit because i do want it to be punishing i do want it to be i don't there are very likely going to be there, there is very likely going to be another death, right? Just, just the way I balance the encounters. There, it, it's just it, it, unless you play everything perfectly, there's always a chance of people going down, and then it's the dice, right? Yeah, someone plays me and Grant super align in the hardcore Dark Souls aspect of our D and D play. Is we, if there's not fear of death, can your character truly play to his full potential? Right? Yeah. So right. I just, I, I feel like I lowered the stakes a little bit, and if I could undo that. I would. I wish you would have been the, the, the Warforged made out of Adia. You know, just trying to keep Mordecai alive. Idea that we had plopping around. Yeah, like, I, I was like, okay, if Mordecai's a vampire and Adia doesn't like that, like, how does Adia become, like, a coffin to hold vampire Mord to protect everyone else? And, yeah, it was it was all sorts of weird shit. I think that's all the questions we have time for. Um, I have more, but... So I asked all of the players, and I did it myself, to pick a clip that we could all listen to, go back, and experience a moment of homebrew history, and then kind of talk about it and react to it, because some of this stuff has been a year or more ago at this point, which is crazy. Uh, But yeah, what clip did you pick, Austin? You know I had to do it. 
you know, I had to pick this one. You live how you want to live <laughs> and you die how you want to die. Well, you don't really see it at first, right? But out of the corner of your eyes and you would turn and you see like uh, Zaldwin is starting to like become translucent almost. And at first you can kind of like see through his skin the hell? and then you can see through his, you see just like his bones. And then he almost is um, like the shape like a light shape of Zalduin, kind of like the the little dancing creature was, and you can still see his his brain right inside of his eyes and inside of his head, inside of his skull, and then his uh, brain even turns opaque and then translucent, and then it is gone, and you just see this shining bright light, just like the one dancing around you, just right at the like the where the brain stem would be, just like right under Zaldwin's brain. And then a moment later, Zaldwin's back. And Zaldwin, you didn't really like feel anything. And Zaldwin, you're one of these things? You didn't tell us? Uh, I I didn't know. You're lost amongst the lost. I don't even know what that means. I don't know either. Why are you yelling at me? I don't know. I'm surprised and confused. So am I. I'm both surprised and confused. I, I poke Zaldwin. Right. Hey, I'm still like leaving. You don't have to God, flesh and blood. You could ask. Hey, you know what this means, though? It means that Nivitz did something smart. What's that supposed to mean? What? <laughs> bringing, bringing Zaldwin's like the only smart thing you've done so far. All you do is shoot me in the back and murder copies of yourself and act like we don't know that what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know what I you're talking about. That. That, that, that was see? really weird. See what you just said? Well, hey, now, Nivitz is a really good research assistant. He smells like mothballs. He's a very valuable member of this team. Nivitz is just going to glare over at Oliver. Don't want to piss him off, dude. Any more questions? Uh, What is... Now that I am apparently a lost among the lost, what... Lost among the lost. The lost, lost. Lost, 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 lost among the lost. What do you mean? What does it mean for you? Well, do I belong? You live how you want to live, and you will die how you want to die. What he said. <laughs> if you anything, you told me why you go, why you do, why you, why you continue and persist and proceed. Do that. Zelda went nods. <laughs> Were his parents lost? His progenitors, his biological... Oh, does Val? That's oh, yeah, a good question. That, that that is a pretty good question. Are are they lost, or is it just me? I don't really live inside of that the way that you do, but it doesn't really work like that. Oh, yeah, but uh, it like oh, zips it zips around your head a little bit, and it, yeah. the people he calls his parents are also lost among the lost, 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 lost who are lost. Really? I am so confused, Zaldwin. You said you came from the lost ship. Wait a minute. But that not that lost. I mean you a lost ship with lost among the lost. Lost, 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 lost. You kill me. I mean, but it was made by humans. Who made it? I mean, according to the legend, it was like a, a luxury <laughs> ship made by the made by the I mean, corporates. I, I mean, I don't remember when it was made. That was thousands of years ago. Well, it was seven years ago for me, and I remember when it launched. Yeah, you've only been gone. You would know better than I would. Is this the first time you've said it's been thousands of years? Because I'm pretty sure it's the first time you've said that, just FYI, guys. Yeah, 
oh. I, I think. And yeah, then yeah. I'm like, what do you Wait mean? It's only been seven years. So that would explain why Hermes' interface is so fucked up. You guys have got <laughs> thousands of years up. of... Wait, how does that even work? It's only been gone seven years. Can't be thousands of years and, and seven years. What do you mean? It doesn't I mean, really uh, work like that for us. Oh, man. This was got way too deep for me. I told you it's meaningless, chaotic, and irrational. But you live how you want to live, and you die how you want to die. I mean, yeah, that's you. You guys are saying it's not how you work. It's easy for me. I live how I want to live. I die how I want to die. Not meaningless. Got meaning. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I, I we'd better go before I ask too many more questions. And ask away. It's your last fucking chance. Oops, sorry. It's your last chance. <laughs> Never heard you swear before, magic orb. <laughs> <laughs> So what made you pick that moment, Austin? So I, I picked this moment because, one, I, I think that there's just like a great interaction of characters overall. Like there's lots of like improv kind of goofy bits and are like genuine confusion. But the the overall idea of like you live how you want to live and you die how you want to die is is seems like both a motto and a goal at the same time Mm. um we had mentioned earlier like if oliver is the world as it is and zaldwin is the world as we want it to be um you know like all we want to do is live how we want to live and die how we want to die you know and and what that looks like for zaldwin is like i'll live a great happy life with friends and i want to like die at a ripe old age you know and that that's like a right that everyone should have like everybody should have happiness and and die in a in a peaceful way but like that's not what oliver wants right like oliver wants to live in chaos oliver wants to die on the battlefield you know and like i think that it's really this kind of big driving force for like what is the impact of our characters on the world like how do we how do we let people die how they want to die um you know and like with the the latest one like thorum like was just like hey i'm gonna die here and i'm gonna stay in the game forever um and we spoilers we helped make that happen uh more or less and for people on the sojourn like they don't want to die as like indentured interdimensional or not interdimensional intergenerational uh indentured servants to this big corporate fuckery so like Mm -hmm. how do we stop that you know like that's that's not how they want to live. That's not how they want to die. Um, mm. So, like, how can our characters be the catalyst for change in the universe that way? I thought it, I particularly thought it was hilarious how, like, Zaldwin was having this, like, discovery yeah. about himself. And then you guys started roasting Nivets again. It's like all things <laughs> lead back to roasting Nivets. Roast Nivets. I, God, I forget how little i um i forgot how little i voice acted in the beginning with oliver i just kind of talked more uh upbeat i guess hmm. i was like very like well <laughs> it's, they, I, I think there's a bell curve i think i think at the very beginning you were like i'm oliver and yeah, then you're like yeah. you, then somewhere in the middle you got like really excited just about the game yeah, I and I, like, I, yeah, I kind of like, yeah, it's, I just remember, I was like, ooh, 
man, this is like way it's cool, yeah. but it sounds way out of I didn't uh I didn't uh consistency with the old the old voice act. You you kind of did like a, a a restart though when you left to play Tevian and Billy and then you came back to Oliver. I feel like you had a better sense. Oh yeah, I like, of, like committed to that kind of like Yeah. But yeah, that was weird and the gosh, the sound quality. There's a difference in sound quality. Yeah. Yeah, for of course, sure. your clip is like the episode I'm referring to, like my regret of not being like massively paying attention because I was tired yeah. and just out of yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot, lots of <laughs> we make lots of mistakes when we're like absolute zonked out, like yeah, after yeah. a five hour recording session. Yeah, like saying our fucking simulation yeah, safe word, right? <laughs> Cody, what'd you pick? Um, it's decision time. You had some options, so. Yeah, this is from episode 25 from Offices. We'll see that one. Hmm. How was your boys' weekends? Anything fun? Nip's gonna reopen up his spreadsheet. Well, I don't Hmm. I don't know. Oh, pretty good. I just played a lot of video games. A new one came out. New good one. I think they're serving tacos today. What video games are the young kids into these days? Pork knife. Pork knife? A lot of kids play it. My kid plays it. You have a kid? Well, it's my girlfriend's kid, but yeah. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. We play it together. Very cool. That's nice. I think they'll serve tacos today. Ooh, I like tacos. Where from? Eat some tacos and play some block builder later tonight. I don't know where they come from. I hated that place that they catered last time. It was just like fucking, it was so wet. (laughs) Like, they shouldn't be that wet. Yeah, I don't (laughs) like them. I mean, if it's barbacoa, it's fine, but like shrimp tacos should not be that wet. We know why. Why we're putting these numbers in the computer. What are these for? Uh, they pay off my mortgage. That's all I know. It's just data entry. But what's the data? It's just numbers. I don't know. We could be saving lives or building missiles. I really don't care. Yeah, it's just a check. That seems strange. Hey, boss. Do you remember the boss's name? No. Uh, no. 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 Where's, no, I don't. Where's his office? Uh, well, or her there's office. There's or their like... office. Where's the office? Nivet's going to stand on his chair and be about normal person height and just look around the room. Yeah. Um, like I said, it it looks like a lot of cheap office furniture. Um, the fluorescent lights, there's the, the four workstations in there. Uh, there is nothing else notable. There is a door. Like you guys can, there's there's a door. So there's no other people around? In this room, no. Maybe we should go on a coffee break. Go find some coffee. And maybe our boss... And maybe they could tell us uh, what kind of data entry we do. I feel like it's important. I'm very curious as to what I'm doing. I want to have a purpose. You know what I'm saying? But I also feel like if we ask what we're doing, they'll think that we don't know what we're doing and we'll lose our jobs. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a risk. That's a risk. I could go for some coffee and donuts. (laughs) That's the risk I'm going to take, I think. I'm bored right now. Yeah, you guys can go get coffee. I'm probably going to just keep putting in this data. I don't, I don't know. Every time I stop to talk to you guys for too long, this little thing keeps popping up telling me to get back to work. Yeah, it's really annoying me at this point. I don't like it telling me what to do all the time. I know what I'm supposed to do. I put the numbers in. I'll put them in. I'll get the number. I'll get the quota. Wait, we have a quota? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Now I'm worried about a quota. I wanted a donut, and now I'm worried it, about a quota. You want a certain amount of numbers in. It only makes sense. Hey, Carl, do you want a donut? 
William, if you keep moving the goalposts back and back, like there's no way that we're going to be able to keep up. See what I mean, William? Quota has gone up so much since I started. Gone up like they, twice as much than since when I started. So there is a quota. A whole hell of a lot. I didn't even know there was a quota. Man, I, 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 I need everyone to know that when we say this is a real play podcast, I, we're not lying. There was no prep given to these. Uh, no, these none. <laughs> there was no. There was no discussion. I I said what I said leading into this moment. That was all them. There's there is nothing cut out. That is all them getting it and just running with it. And I was so just. I just like sat back and I was like, oh my god, this is D and D right here. This is perfect. These guys are hilarious. I have nothing to do with it. It just y- y'all just ate that up. I I loved that as a that was so fun to listen to. It was one of our finest moments for sure. That elevator music, by the way, just like cherry on fucking top of the ice cream. You know what uh, I'm saying? It's perfect. I I was almost like a little worried after we recorded that episode because I was like. Grant was awfully quiet. Was that too buck wild for Grant? Like, did he go too far? But like, you know, like Grant said, like, there's no DM DNA on that. He was just like, you're in an office. And we're just like, boom, we're there. The data. Oh, my gosh. The quota? I didn't even know there was a quota. <laughs> we just kept Nimitz going. is probably the reason there was <laughs> a quota. <laughs> if you go to less, we probably could have done that for like three hours, just fucking back and forth. We did. <laughs> we pretty much yeah. did. Uh, we got the 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 greased up camera guy out of that. Like I don't oh, even yeah. know why yeah, we that's have like, like the next scene. You were pressing like, your boundaries like toddlers. Yeah. You were yeah. like, "What can we get away with?" And I was just like, "I'm not gonna say no. I'm not. I am gonna <laughs> roll." The fact with this. that Carl like there's something so simple yet so like masterful about. Carl being like, oh yeah, my kid plays it. And then the question, you have a kid? And he's like, well, it's my girlfriend's kid. Like, we all know that guy, right? Like, that, yeah. that, that seems so anchored in. It seems like we planned it, but it was so off the cuff and so beautiful. Um, fucking, what I remember like giggling because I was like, oh, Billy is short for William. I'm just going to call him William. And it was like, was not addressed how often I called Billy William. Oh, Those were some fun things. I miss the Office episodes. They, they were uh, much needed. Uh, th- those episodes were, those were a savior to, I feel like, the whole mood of the game. That was that. the Back turning point the for turning me. Point? Yeah. 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 For me, yeah, it was Probably like a, started having fun again. Terra was rough for me as a DM. I don't think I played it super well or playing. There were some great moments in Terra, like the NPC, not particularly a cool person. That's one of my favorite bits that we've done. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I feel like there were there were shiny moments in Terra, but like I think all of us can agree that like Terra was none of none of us were very happy. Or right. it was a we dark were, arc. I think we all struggled through Terra a little bit. It's crazy to me to see that that's episode 25. That took me off guard just now. Oh, wow. Oh, that, that, that's the halfway point for the episodes up to this point. Yeah. That, that was 25 have. episodes ago. That's crazy. That, that feels felt. like yesterday. That guy yeah. right? not far. 
That was super crazy. Uh, Pippin. I am torn, actually. I have two clips that I've wanted to go through. And there's one from episode one and one that's actually like four episodes from now. The the last clip. Both are definitely some of my favorite moments. So How long are they? They're like a minute, two minutes. Okay. Let's listen to Arm and a Leg. Okay. That that that's that's a good one. <laughs> it... Oliver <laughs> I was just Getting used to not hearing your old man voice. Oh, is that is the greeting I get from you? Well, then I suppose you don't want any of this nice stuff I got for you then. Grandpa, you got me a present? Nibbits is walking towards, like, the, like, trash it. Like, whatever would, like, the trash thing. So probably something that ejected into space. And he's just, like, gonna pull out, like, a vial of wake. Set it inside yeah. there reach in his bag and start grabbing another one. Let's calm down. Where'd you get all that? Well, I traded for it. You traded? Yes, I did. Alright. Didn't think you'd find a wake dealer on dead Terra. You'd be surprised. It wasn't... Well, it was very dead. Lots of dead stuff there. And a lot of not as much dead stuff. But there was stuff to trade. Yeah, I've got a lot of work to get done. I'll be in my office. Don't go ejecting off the space. I'm sorry I called you old, even though you are. I'll take it. Nivitz will just <laughs> be wakes. <laughs> we'll hand him four wakes. Four wakes? Wait. That means you still have a shit ton of wake. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's good, back. though. You're going to give it to him in, in doses so he doesn't just die. <laughs> I need more doses than he can handle, but yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Nice. I got a, a quite the steal of a price. Sounds like it is a lot. <laughs> Only took your soul. <laughs> uh, Some might say I bought it for an arm and a leg. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I'm gonna walk into his room. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Wow. I I have the same reaction to that as I did the first time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. The foreshadowing on that again. Yeah. I love my dark sense of humor that goes through my characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is uh, maybe one of the most evil things I've ever had a player character do in any campaign I've ever played to date. <laughs> yes, is trading Bellabites for Wake was pretty dastardly. Trading <laughs> Bellabites for Wake was like, holy shit, Nivitz is... Messed I don't know. Yeah, some... no, it, it it's it's character development for sure. You're like, oh shit. Definitely has some dark moments. Definitely. Uh, you think that's a dark moment? <laughs> you do. And the way he just like naturally just rolls with it and just makes everything so like light of it, just like makes a joke right at the end. Dark joke, but he just jokes it off. You know, <laughs> cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> So wait, are you being sarcastic? Do you not think that was a dark moment, Zaldivan? Yeah, I, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm <laughs> ready, ready to hear this. Um, I and thought then... that was a wholesome. <laughs> yeah. He was feeding yeah. the people. <laughs> He's giving some drugs to his friend at the cost of human flesh. What's not to true philanthropy? Yeah, right. <laughs> the guy's name family. was Phil that uh, supplied that pack of jerky. 
Phil <laughs> Philip Lanthropy. Um, okay, now everyone listen to Pippin's second clip, since it was short. I really think we should probably take a rest. Your your friend here is pretty injured. Mm-hmm. I I could use a rest myself. Just a uh, just a couple hours, get our bearings. Uh, the sun won't be all the way down. It's I'd say it's like seven p.m. or so right now. Well, if we're gonna take a rest, <clears throat> I gotta take care of something. And Nivets would uh, take Nivets, walk off into the towards some wreckage, and then you just hear a loud sound. Of, slight scream and only one nivets walks back what and then he just cl- climbs back on board and just what all right well that, that's done what was that oh no, you, you you don't want to know okay. why mean, was there two of you i didn't I, when i climbed back on board i turned around and there was two of you i didn't <laughs> it was a minor illusion uh, uh, Ooh, roll illusion. deception against agatha okay i mean she did just see you cast minor illusion twice so she's she just nods and uh, yeah, she pulls out some uh, like trail mix type rations and sits down and uh, go ahead and take a short rest, guys. You can use your hit die if you'd like. Use that. Feel much better, guys. Oh, tip top shape. I feel fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Setting the tone. And wow. Listening back to that episode <laughs> one stuff. And production quality. It has leveled up, folks. Oh, for sure. Huge, uh, huge DM cringe from me there. I didn't, like, that early in the game, I didn't, like, trust seems like a strong word. But, like, man, hearing myself talk over you now, I just want to die. Because, like, who knows how fucking hilarious that conversation could have been if I would have shut the fuck up. I didn't know, though. I'm used to, like, needing to, like, guide more. You know what I mean? Like, DM more and talk more and, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a huge, like, oh, man, I hate hearing it. I wish I... I wonder what would have been said if I had I not started talking. That is a good thing to wonder about. But I just wanted to go back to that one, particularly, is because it set, like, the tone of what kind of character Nivitz was. It shows mm-hmm. some of our early stuff. And it was just a fun moment. Nivitz murdering his clone behind a rock and then coming back acting like nothing happened. Yeah, it was hilarious. And then you shoved the other one off the skiff yes. at one point. Like two episodes later, he shoves one off the skiff into the desert. I feel like we haven't had a good Nivitz clone murder in a while. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, we killed about, you know, what, 20,000 of them? Yeah, that's this true. This is true. The truest murder. The truest. <laughs> what clip did you pick, Tyrell? Um, well, I had big two, but only because, um, the one I, the ones I wanted, uh, Austin had suggested already the no. arm, <laughs> the crit chain are probably two of my favorite. I think since we've done mostly early episodes, can we just go into crit chain? Okay, Oliver, you're charging towards each other and Oliver, you get to go first. Oliver spits launches into a rage i'm gonna use my bonus action i'm going to use on the second win with my bonus action so 12 health back mm-hmm. with my bonus action i'm gonna charge forward i never left all in mode continued to hold that did you have to attack something every turn no it's not rage i had to use my last rage to rage again but all in mode maintains as long as i 
decide to keep it. Got it. I lose it once I decide to stop being in it. And I can't re-enter until I've lost health or hit 10 consecutive times. So yeah, I'm going to throw haymakers. I'm going to swing. 18, 26, plus 2. 24 critically hit. That hits. Plus 2. I'm going to swing a third time. 18, 20, plus 2. And and I'm going to action surge. I'm going to attack again. I crit again. Jesus. Um, plus two. And again, for 20. Again, 12. Oof. Gonna that miss. still hits. That still oh, hits. Oh, shit. Okay. And then syringes are going to pop from my shoulders. And TCX 12 is going to be injected into my veins. And I'm going to action surge again. Okay. And attack. Are you, are you spending and any hit die? Hit die? Oh, it's a short rest. I only have two hit die left. Might as well spend it. Yeah. So seven, eight, nine, ten health. And I am going to lose some con here because I have to roll a D4 uh, and drop that con for 24 hours. But that was a that first strike after I get injected is another critical. Yep. Plus two. Jesus. Here's that D4. So I lose two con. Uh, that's going to be nine health I'm going to lose because I lost total health. Oh, it, actually, it's my... I don't actually lose health. I lose... You lose total health. My max health drops by nine. So that's the first hit, and then I swing again. I crit again. <laughs> <laughs> I swing again for 17 and hit. And Oliver just charges. They meet each other in the middle like two great anime characters. And he just steam and fire and sparks. And I feel like even pieces of metal start to just break away from his arms as I just like in a blur just machine gun punch into this massive muscular creature and just like hysterical laughter and like cries of pain at the same time as I just push my body to its pure limit and Oliver just shows exactly why they call him Heavy Arms Oliver. Dang. Yeah. That's still so cool listening back to you. Just remembering like the feeling of just seeing those crits. It's the moment I'd been waiting 30-some episodes to have. Like, the perfect storm where I use all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also... This This is the moment for me. This is the moment where it went from being a funny joke to being like, this is divine providence. There is no rational reason why Oliver have still be alive in this campaign. And, like, literally the dice gods just love me for one reason or another because it just makes no sense <laughs> like it's just crazy i remember just having like a tally going for like the next next segments for that of just like i had your crit damage your regular damage you know how many crits you did just like was tallying it up the whole time you did so much damage it was crazy it yeah was, it was, was nuts it was beautiful but it was nuts that's not even the end of the crits. No, it's no, not even. Right. No, there's more. Four, there's four in, in that in that clip, right? Four crits and one round, and it just continues from there. I, I do it like a bunch more times. <laughs> oh yeah, it was crit, 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 crit. And I I like that the impact of that turn and that combat, like combat about against Jean Paul, like that. The impact of that reverberated through the show for several episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It uh, set a tone. 
which like I said, the foreshadowing of listening to the clip of Nivets giving uh, Oliver a bunch more wake um, <laughs> and what was soon to come down the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I guess for a final moment, it's hard for me to pick two, but I'm going to choose episode 36. Just it's right after that fight. I don't know why, but this is the quintessential convict clip. And I love the contrast between the Nivets and the convicts. I love the contrast of like the two parties kind of really coming together. I love the convicts just like every... Hey, let's listen to the clip real quick. Zeldon hands the uh, old parchment over to Nivets. Hey, I, I can't read any of this. Can can you? Hmm. Well, let me give it a look. Um. Yeah, you, you unroll the parchment and the words kind of float and appear and it just says, sign your name. That's not creepy. What are you Whoa. waiting for? Sign your fucking name. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> right here. Sign here. <laughs> this is probably a pardon. You'll probably be absolved of all your crimes like I was. Mr. Goy, I... Never trust a parchment that says sign your name without being a, a, a decent amount of health because you never know what's going to happen. Which might give me a little health. If this doesn't know what he's talking about, I mean, look at the predicament we're in. It's probably mostly his fault, so I wouldn't listen to his advice. Here, you can use my pen. <laughs> gonna have Mr. Goy heal Nivets up a little bit. And then he will take the pen <laughs> and use it. Right to it, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is the weirdest D&D group I've ever played with. Uh, I mean, we have I random will. people, and then we have five convicts. No, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> What's the just... fucking worst that could happen? Seriously. Uh, I will handle this with you offline, Nivet. Okay. Um, you sign that, the words disappear, uh, a faint face with yellow eyes cat-like yellow eyes appears for a moment and smiles and then disappears well guys i might have made a mistake here hey listen we we get all wrapped up in all sorts of stuff so i mean what's a gem de ground to a flarkendorf to a i don't know <laughs> <To a flark> <laughs> i don't know what let's let's make up some other big bad guy names right <laughs> <laughs> It's the gym to ground to oh a flag. <laughs> uh, I mean, the name, the 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 quintessential convict. Moment is, I mean, that's all there is to it. Is just like I love, I love. That's that's the one thing. Like uh, we kind of uh, this is like behind the scenes, I guess. Maybe a little too much information, but like we've uh, we've juggled the idea of NPCing some of our secondary crew, and it's when I hear moments like this where I kind of like turn back the other way because moments like that are just so good the playoff of each other was so great and i don't i like it like this is, don't listen to anything he says moses is his fault mordecai i i like when grundle mordecai and billy start bouncing off of each other as criminals it's fun I just like the underhanded comment. Like, I don't even know if it, there, there's five convicts here. Like, you're including Nivets as a convict there. Sounds yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> we, it's like it's like uh, it's like uh, uh, <laughs> what is it like uh, 
talent sees talent and stuff like that. It's like comic sees comic. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah that you're sees you're as evil. <laughs> like, let's be real, guy. Come on. It was one of those moments that could just really visualize too. Yeah, like like it was like some sort of like mysterious kind of thing happening and then all of the funny people were just like all right yeah let's go from fucking here take my pick it's every i was die. i was not expecting that and i was just cracking up yeah yeah like in a world where literally the worst things possibly happen like what could go wrong what we die all right been there oh done that. <laughs> No identification, no like history, no. It was just straight to it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Mordecai, here's my it. pen. You can use it." Yeah. Not even questioning why Mordecai has a pen. Oh, of course, Mordecai well, has a pen. Yeah, I, I don't see it. What, what, what am I gonna have? A quill? <laughs> this is space. Yes. yes, yes, I could see Mordecai having a quill over a pen. I can't. You can't have a pencil in a spaceship. The graphite's bad for the fucking electrical. You have to have a pen. Mm. I still see a quill over a pen, like a normal pen, if he's to have one. <laughs> yeah, I fucking pulled one out of Tevian's ass before he beefed it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of his feathers, his last, like, the, the, like the three feathers that floated out afterwards. One's in oh. Grunnel's hat. Mordecai, Mordecai made one pen. into a pen. It still clicks. You don't want to know what Mr. <laughs> Goy does with his... Wow, what? What? <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. I think we should do this every year, and we should keep playing and yeah. have more New Year's together. Yeah. Uh, it's been great. Uh, if you're still hanging out listening, then I'm sure that you enjoy the show and enjoy hearing from us. So thank you, everyone, who submitted questions, and thank you guys for picking out clips and all that stuff um this was yeah a lot of fun so we'll see you next week and we'll get back into it episode 51 of the homebrew everyone have a wonderful 2022 uh leave all of these last couple years behind don't think about them anymore this is going to be your year you're going to do some great stuff and i'm sorry that i just jinxed everything and that everything is going to die now have a great night happy new year's happy fucking new year